welcome your presence, O oh Lord, you, in this place and Hallelujah. in everyone's home that it will be watching this video, Lord. Yes. And we, well, we ask of you, my God, to do a miraculous work within our hearts, Lord, within our minds, O oh Lord, within our homes and families, Jesus. We pray that you would move. We pray that you would breathe. We ask of you that your power will begin to rest upon us, Lord, as we will begin to the service, Lord, and worship you and praise you and adore you, Lord. And as your word will go forth, it will touch and penetrate hearts, my God. And I pray that the peace of the Lord will descend upon every individual in Jesus' mighty name. We give you glory, Lord. And come, let us see.
We are here to honor thy glorious name because your name is great and there is none that is likened unto thee, precious Lord. We honor you because we love you. We honor you because 
of our praises that is due unto thee father and as we diligently seek the lord in times of trials and persecutions and the times of suffering we know that we have this love that god has been uh, has given unto us this agape love that is given unto us that god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe or should believe in him shall not perish but have eternal or everlasting life and this is the time that we have come my god in times of testing in times of trying but yet we are here today to honor your glorious name father there is no other name that is higher and greater than the name called jesus so in this father we've come my god and we father we will never substitute the name of jesus for every or any other thing my god what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and yet lose his soul my god or what shall a man give in exchange of his soul my god so father we've come to look to you today the author the perfecter of our faith my god we believe mighty god that your name is great and greatly to be praised oh god in honor we would honor you father so as we pray for all those that will watch us through this platform my god i ask of you to minister unto them and to bless them oh lord and father if there's any trial or father any trouble that they may be going through father if there's any illness or sickness father or even this virus covid-19 that has attached itself unto these bodies i command in jesus name that it will leave right now i decree healing upon those bodies upon those minds oh god i pray that you'll give them lord god strong hearts my god that you'll give them my jesus the power to continue father and lord as we look and true my father the tragedy that is taking place across my god the globe my father we've seen natural disasters we've seen father we've seen the rampant my god scourger of the enemy we believe but father we look unto the hills for whence cometh our help that our help comes from the lord the maker of the heavens and the earth my god yea though i walk to the valley of the shadow of death that we shall fear no evil for thou art with us thy rod and thy staff my god and that we have this confidence that is only in christ my god and father we believe that whatsoever we ask in your name we shall have today so we ask of you today oh lord that you will minister that you will bless us that you will have your hands upon us that you will cover us in your blood and by your blood and through the blood of jesus so minister unto us oh god as we would study your word for a few minutes i pray every person would be blessed as they would hear to this message this beautiful morning so i ask it in jesus name we pray and we say amen i greet one and all in the beautiful name of jesus welcome to the online platform as we bring you through the word of god and as it reaches you i pray that this word will reach you that you being blessed in the mighty name of jesus now i know that is there are much that is happening in this world you know this also especially where you are living in right now we've heard of many things that are taking place many things that are transpiring but we thank god for his grace and for his mercies and the bible says we need to rejoice when we see these things happening for we know the time of our lord is at hand or it is nigh or near my message this morning is god's love and that's the title of my message this beautiful morning called god's love now i know many of us 
when we hear this word love, we seek this word or, or, or desire to have this love. But the very meaning of, of God's love is agape love. The very image of God is God is love. This is who God is. The Bible says God is love. And if you love God, you would love yourself. And I've been thinking of this recently. I said, man, if you hate yourself, you cannot love others. I've been looking at what was happening around this uh, in our country. And I know many people there that are hate, hate themselves because if you hate yourself, you cannot love others. If you hate yourself, you cannot love God. There's no vacuum for that love. Or rather, there's a vacuum that has been inside of you so that tragically, you cannot have this love. Hallelujah. But God promises his love to all humanity, to all mankind. I think this is message is important for us to listen to because I've been wondering and I've been looking at life. What is life? What is the manner of life? What is happening all around us today? Why is there so much of chaos and so much of confusion, so much of bitterness, so much of racial tension, so much of hate and so many despisers, so many enemies that we have all have today? Many of you, you have this, these enemies around you and the Bible says your enemy is within your house. But I want to drift from the enemy being in your house to the enemy outside. And there's one thing that can destroy all these things is God's love. We need the love of God. The Bible says in the book of 1 John chapter 4, reading from verses 7 and 9, he says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God. And God and know with God. They know God. You're born of God and knows God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. He that does not love does not know God. For he says, God is love. And he says in verse 9, In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. You can only have life through Christ. In the absence of Christ, there is no life itself. You may be living not in the perfect will of God, but in the permissible will of God, where God permits you to live this life, but living a life that is able to love God, to honor God, to cherish who God is. We can only have Christ if we love him. If you hate him or despise him, there is no Christ. Because there is no hatred found in Christ. There, there is no hatred found in Christ Jesus. There's something else I want to take you to. And we know this great love. Great love and no man than this that a man could lay down his life for his friends. And the, the cross, one thing that we can look unto is the cross of Calvary. The cross where Christ was crucified. And that cross was the epitome of you, you, uh, humiliation and shame and disgust where Christ hung, uh, hung on the cross of, of Calvary and all the wrongdoings of all of mankind was there upon the cross, placed upon the cross. So it was the epitome of humiliation and shame. This is what the cross represents. But I will take you through God's word and show you the relevancy of the cross and the importance of the cross in a Christian's life. And without the cross of Calvary, there is no salvation. 
For the Bible says, for by grace are we saved through faith, believing and trusting in God. Amen. So there is no worse way, I want to share with you today, there is no worse way to die than to be stripped naked, to be flogged, to be, uh, uh, to be swan at, to be nailed to the cross, and also to be hung, and then to suffer the slow and painful death. We see the time of suffering of Christ, Christ's death, and we look at the pain that he went through. He became a public spectacle. But in the midst of all these descriptions that I've just said to you uh, right now, in the midst of all this, there is a positive sense that will come out from his suffering, a positive sense of the meaning of his suffering, the positive sense whereby we can magnify the suffering of the Lord in the intensity where we are able to love him for his suffering, love him for his pain that he's been through, love him because once we were displaced and he has brought us and reconciled us to God himself. It was that cross, the very image and the very representation of the cross of Christ the love that he has displayed upon the cross so that we can have perfect personalities. I, it, that's questionable right now. We can have this personality where we could come to Christ and instead of hatred, instead of being despised and instead of hurting one another, we can come to a place whereby we can look to the cross and say, through the cross of Christ, we can have forgiveness of sins. And through the cross of Christ, that we are able to love him more and more. So these are all the perfect attributes that we can come together and gather. And Ghania so much so that we can look to Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of life. At the cross, we see God's love. We see the perfect love of God. The perfect not the abode of God, but the perfect love of God. We see through the cross righteousness. We see through the cross justice. We see through the cross mercy. And above all, we see through the cross grace. We see the grace of God that we've been given today so that we are able to live this life in an honorable way, amen. And history would teach us thousands and thousands gave the heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. They found love just by looking at the cross of Christ for what he had done for you and for me, amen. We were once sinners, but now God has occasioned us so much so that we can look to him who is the author, the perfecter of our faith, whereby we can honor him and cherish him so much so because of the cross of Calvary, amen. And here we have this, the penalty of sin we know is death. The ultimate penalty of sin is death, but yet, Jesus bore our sin. Jesus bore our sin on the cross of Calvary. Therefore, we are justified by faith in believing in God. And God demands that all sinners repent. Every sinner ought to repent. He demands us that all sinners need to repent. But he's, by love and by his grace, we see every offender... Every transgressor, every 
person that rebelled against God now can have this eternal life because he's offering you and I this eternal life to all who will repent of the sin and trust him and believe in his glorious name called Jesus, amen, Yeshua, Hamashiach, amen. To believe in him and him alone because the Bible says there is no other name given by where, whereby man will be saved but there's one name called Jesus, amen. It is only through him and this is why Apostle Paul so beautifully puts it in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. He says, I've been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live but he says that Christ lives in me and my life which I now live in the flesh. He says, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He, Paul, Apostle Paul honored God. And this is why he could write this in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Amen. That I've been crucified in Christ. Amen. So we find within the structure of the church, we find this, this love within the constraints of the church, and not just only the church itself, as this build momentum, the love of Christ upon individuals' life. We see this moving forth so much so that the church becomes the reflection. That when I say the church, it's not the building. It's you and I. The church becomes and should become the reflection of God's glorious love. Very especially... In the midst of so, uh, social economic diversity, in the midst of uh, racial conflict, in the midst of suffering in the community, in the midst of hunger, it is God's love that will be able to reflect from every individual, shine forth from every individual that the world will begin to see the love of God. And the world can understand when the church begins. To divide itself, and this is what's been happening, and many of us we've been seeing through social media platforms that through racial divide, we've seen the church itself had division itself. But God says to us that we ought to love one another. The word says, Greater love had no man than this. God's love was great so much so that God is a loving God. He is a God that loves each one of us, He loves you and He loves me. Apostle Paul, he says in the Corinthians chapter 13, reading from verses 4-8, he says, Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. Love rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. This is how beautifully Apostle Paul puts it to the Corinthians. So we look at 1 Corinthians 13. It is one of the most beautiful, inspiring, and yet a relevant passage for this church, for the church, 21st century church today. And thus its relevance lies in the importance of relationship building in the importance of relationships in our lives as we begin to create relationships amongst people amongst those around us amen that is the relevance 
and it has great significance and great importance. And Apostle Paul knows this. The society cannot last if there's no love. You got to have love. This is why the emphasis is placed upon the love of God for this day and this age. Because in society, there must be love. You may be living with different race groups, but love must prevail within that society itself. And this is why he says, love is, it, it always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes. There must be hope in love. Always perseveres. Love never fails. Amen. So God created us as being relational beings rather. This is who we are. We work in relationship with one another. You have a friend, you have a neighbor, you work in relationship with them and yet you would love them, yet you would honor them. Amen. Relationships I want to share with you is not optional. As someone said, it is, no man is an island. Relationships are not optional. You've got to have relationship with, and you cannot live isolated lives. You've got to have relationship with friends, with family, and amongst neighbors, and amongst community members. Amen. And there's a central, and this is central, relationship is central to human society. And without that relationship and the love of God, inevitably we will see the nature of God's love within the constraints of humanity itself or society itself. And whenever society can love, there is no chaos. Whenever society has the ability to have the love of God upon their lives and to look at the neighbors, they don't see them as black, don't see them as white, don't see them as human, uh, don't see them as uh, another racial group, but they see them as human beings. Amen. For God created us in His image. So we see this nature of love that God had given to humanity. And each one and everyone ought to have this love. It's love is, that is make relationships possible. Only love can make relationships possible. Love binds relationships. The covenant of God's love, it binds humanity to love one another. However, we see this can be broken. Now this is the devastation that we all face to it. And we see that transgression through transgression. We see this through sin. This can be broken. This covenant can be broken when we fall into sin. As sin has affected and in infected many other relationships where re good relations were broken because of sin itself, the sin factor. But here we can see through the love of God, we can see through the pain we can see through our suffering that if we lean on to Christ, the author and the perfecter of our, our life, we can look to him because we know that he is the living God. We see through the disruption of society, as I mentioned before, the chaos of society, the distrust and the pain and the anger, the anguish, the misunderstanding, the fear, the isolation and all the abuse that is taking place in society itself. And I will bring you down to one common place as human beings. We can look at all these things, the distrust, the pain, the anger, the misunderstanding, the fear, all the isolation, because people have isolated themselves right now. And all the abuse that is taking place to remedy these things, to remedy the images, to remedy the consequences of the sin itself, 
One ought to have the love of God. You have to have the love of God. We are, many of us are being, or rather afraid of being hurt. Many of us are afraid of being isolated. Many of us have, we've been hurt so much so that we go into isolation. But it is, we ought to guard ourselves and we've got to love and honor God for who he is. Don't let your guard down, especially in the time of our crisis don't let your guard down, especially the time that we are going through, these moments that we are going through. See, fear has kept you. Fear has held you in bondage. Fear has had deep, uh, given you deep emotional scars. There's no more the intimacy that we could have one with the other in, in dealing with the relationship I'm speaking about. That relationship, that intimacy, one with the other. We don't have this anymore. Because we've seen what fear has done, how fear has isolated people groups so much so that they've isolated themselves and they discarded fellowship. Even in ministry itself, many are stepping away because of the racial divide. So then in an open society, how then do we feel safe? In an open society, how do we feel safe? <clears throat> how do we open our hearts and how do we open our hearts to, to others today in society? It must be love. Because remember, when the world was isolated, when the world, when people were living in sin, it was God's love that brought men and uh, common men together. From whether you are Greek, whether you are Jew, whether you are slave, whether you are free, whether you are rich, whether you are poor. doesn't matter your social economic standing or status in society. But it was the love of God that brought together all ethnicity, all racial groups, all people of society had brought them together. And this is where we feel we have this open heart to others and to society and to other humans whereby we can say, man, we have this love of Jesus Christ within us. Therefore, today I want to remind you, don't close your heart to others. God has great and good intentions for you. It doesn't matter. We may not understand what is taking place upon this earth today. But one thing I want to assure you, that God has good intentions for you. God has good intentions for you. And the Apostle Paul shows us the most excellent way how to move forward with this. I'm not saying Jesus didn't show us this. Jesus show, showed us the greater picture. But here Apostle Paul is showing us the most excellent way how to feel safe, how to have an open heart to others and how to be safe for others to have an open hearts towards us. Because many right now, especially in the land that we are living in, has closed themselves to different racial groups. But they, when you have Jesus, you will have an open heart. When you have Jesus, you are able to embrace others. When you have Jesus, you are able to feel safe in society because you know that Christ had died for you and Jesus Christ had showed you the way. The love that Paul describes, it, it fosters an, an intimacy. And it's this intimacy of openness. It's the intimacy that is of security. You have security and your security can only be found in Christ. You have this intimacy of comfort, of growth can only be found in Christ. And this is the support structure that humanity needs today. You see, there must be a support 
structure in society. And what's the best support structure in society today when there is chaos, when there is anguish, when there is distrust amongst uh, different race groups? What support structure do we have? We have the church. That is you and that is me. Amen. And this is applicable to any person that have embraced Christ as Lord and Savior, that desires to have intimacy with Him. To have intimacy, you must love. You must love first to have be intimate. Amen. Without love, there cannot be intimacy. We know this in any relationship. There must be intimacy with, with God. Hallelujah. So this support structure I will share with you today is what we need in society. Is not what we need in community. And this support structure is applicable to every believer, to every person that knows how to live, that has a change of heart, that has a change of mind, that doesn't see black, doesn't see white, doesn't see Indian, doesn't see colored, but sees a human being that God died for. So this is the support structure that we have today. Being believers, that people can look to us because we have the answers for the rest of the world. And we say Jesus is the answer for this world today. So outside of the church, I speak outside of the church, those that don't know Christ, those that don't understand the ways of God, we find unexpectedly something taking place. And this is what is happening in this world today. There is some type of demonic activity. Most probably it might be a private stronghold over individuals. Most probably it might be just a, a communal stronghold or territorial stronghold over areas today. But we have the support structure. We can break through the conforms and the divide and the rule of the enemy by believing in God's word. By submitting to the word of God and all the activities of, or rather, all the demonic activities that is taking place around us today. These are demonic activities. It's not just a person that is doing it. They have the influence by a demonic activity. But through the love of God, we can show there is safety in God's word. Through the word of God, we can show the love of Christ. Through the word of God, we can show the spirit that is able to pour forth upon individuals and in their hearts daily. He fills us with all the love that we ever need. Jesus Christ fills us with all the love that he ever need. It is love that drives out every fear. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. It is love, the character of love. What is love? Love is patient. Love is kind. Amen. We look through all these things and we begin to see where God is taking us. But to be remorseful, yes, we have a right. To be remorseful of what is taking place in our society and the current issues, the current problems that is so, so vast, so great. There's a breakdown in society itself. How do we build? We have support. Within this church structure, yes. We also need support from government. 
This way we can come through. Have support from government because we see what has happened in our society. We, how can we be happy? How can we have peace when we see great destruction around us? Great destruction when there was so much of looting and so much of uh, destruction in businesses. How do we build? I had one man saying, we are going to build stronger. But if we are building on a community and we are building rather on a society that does not honor, that does not embrace change, then we are going to burn things we build again. Unless there's a change of heart and a change of mind. I'm talking about an excessive change of heart, an excessive change of mind, where we begin to respect and honor one another. And you and I can admit to this truth today. You cannot build in a society where they burn again. Now, I'm not relating to one racial group, but I'm speaking to human society because it happens there is a human problem. We have a human problem. And yes, it is not a dignified problem. We have a human problem. And that problem today, that we are faced to it, no respect for one another, no honor due to one another. You are not appreciated in this country that you belong. You are rightfully a citizen of this country, but yet you are not appreciated for the for the. Uh, efforts that you're placed in society for the efforts of your great-great-grandfathers, then how can you change society to be more in an advanced state whereby emotionally they can be strong? As I said to you before, if you hate yourself, you will not love others. You will be unable to love others. And we can admit this to this truth because there's an absence of God amongst us. There's an absence of God's love amongst us. We need to hold on to the hem of his garment and look constantly, look continually to Jesus. Amen. So love reassures others that their heart will be safe. That we will be safe. It is the opposite of keeping all the records of wrongs. Now many of us, we are keeping the records of all the wrongs that have been done to you. And to me, we have recalls of this, but love erases all those wrongs. Love starts one's life anew. He starts one's life anew. Trust and faithfulness are also necessary in an open heart, in a relationship. Trust is necessary. Faithfulness is necessary. When people open up their hearts, they know they are safe. And I want you to open your hearts to Jesus. Open your hearts because he cared for you. Never only be self-seeking. Don't present yourself as an individual to be just on the self-seeking scale. But move beyond that. Honor others. Honor others because God honored you. Love others because God loved you. Always hope for greater things. Always Expect to have this confidence. And this confidence can only be found in Christ and Christ alone. Always have this within you and within your life today. But as we move on today, society we know has a problem. 
It is only God's love can come through for each one of you and each one of us. Amen. So the church has a ma major play in society. The church has a major play in society. The church has to show the love of Christ in community. The church has to show the power of God. Today we are living in, it is the last days that we are living in today. So to understand the world, we need to understand the ways of God. To have a better perception of what the world is all about, we're going to look through the world through the bird's eye view of what God is saying. Yes, others have different worldviews of what is transpiring in this world today. But we need that bird's eye view. And that word of God, we look at that high, higher order of things where we are able to move from glory to glory. Listen to what John chapter 4 verse 8 says. He that loveth not, knoweth not God. For God is love. So through society itself and community itself, if we can look at this and we can say, many out there that have done what they have done, they don't know God. They don't know God. If they knew God, they would not have done what was done. It is not because of some odd, strange thing that was happening. No. It was because they don't know God. And this is where the love of God must come to. If you have the love of God, you will not do what you are doing today. 1 John 4, 16 and we have known and believed the love of God. God had to us. We know this and we have believed this. That what love God had given to you and us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. God is love. He that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. And God in him. The entire passage of the book of 1 John chapter 4. Reading from 7 to 22, I won't read to you. You can go this, uh, you can read it at home. Amen. 1 John 4, 7, 21 speaks about the loving nature of God. The entire chapter of 1 John 4, chapter 4, 7 to 24, 21 speaks about the nature of God, the character of God, the love of God, his attributes, every part, the makeup of God, who God is. God is not just merely loving at his core, at who he is. He is, for he says, God is love. God alone loves us completely. Now you might have wronged God. You might have transgressed. You might have fell into sin, because remember, you are never a perfect creature, never a perfect being rather. But in all wholeness, in all completeness, yet God loves you in all his perfection towards you. Love only comes from God himself. Comes from no other source. In fact, he is the source of love. I have learned and you have learned to love because of God. But in the absence of God, hate stirs up an individual to rob, to kill and to destroy because the enemy is part of his soul. But God is the source of all love. So I learned to love because of God. And since God is love, then he, we are his followers. Since God is love, you and I, we are followers. 
We are born thus of God. We are born of God. And thus we also will love. God loves us. So we must love one another. In the most uncertain, unrealistic terms. God is love. Thus we must love one another. And a true Christian, a true believer, the one that is saved, the one that has changed his life, that is Christ who has changed his life, is filled with God's love. No matter what someone has brought your way, what pain and what suffering has brought you, brought your way, we ought to love God constantly and continually. We must live our lives to God, towards humanity, that we are able to love. So we learn this. Brotherly love is our response to humanity. May God bless you this morning. And as we come to a conclusion, I pray that you would like, subscribe, and press the notification bell. And remember, we will constantly do online church. And I pray that you'll be blessed. You can like and also comment on the comment section. God bless you. Amen. <laughs>